Happy birthday to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Happy birthday to the podcast. Hey, you're one. The podcast is birthday. Yeah, let's get it. Happy birthday, the XYF podcast. Ooh, and many more. Welcome to the XYF podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. This is what I have mentally been referring to as the Ex-Wife Podcast Annual Number One. Oh my God, I love that so much, you little nerd. Yep, yep. How do I take things from comics and combine it into other things? So we had a couple of ideas swirling around. Uh, this is being recorded and hopefully released one year from the release of our first episode. Amazing. Right. I can't believe it's been a year. Right. Yeah. So our first episode, October 16th, 2020. Wow. It was our intro, our welcome episode. We'll play a couple clips right now. Woohoo! For every X-Men fan who's ever wanted to get their partner into the conversation. And for every friend or family member who just doesn't want to read the comics. Welcome to the X-Wife Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Justin. So what are we trying to do with this podcast well you for a while have been itching for me to read the comics and um itching to no avail (laughs) can't quite satisfy that itch. can't scratch it it's hard to reach place (laughs) this is sort of like the gateway the gateway to my deeper understanding and and uh commitment to the comic series and you also talk a lot about wanting someone to talk to about them. And so I think this also satisfies. Makes me sound like I don't have any friends. (laughs) Please, just someone talk to me about comic books. I'm so lonely. (laughs) Wow, so young. Look at those babies. Look at that girl who knew nothing. Nothing. Now she knows still nothing. Uh, She knows some. some. She knows some stuff. So we had a couple of ideas of things. Uh, we went to New York Comic Con mm-hmm. last weekend. Interestingly enough, that New York Comic Con falls between our wedding anniversary and our podcast anniversary. Seems like the perfect place to celebrate on a yearly basis. So it looks like we'll always be going to New York Comic Con from now on, <laughs> which I think we kind of are always planning have on. Have already been doing yeah. anyway for the past couple of years. But I did just want to talk about a couple of things after Let's a year, talk uh, about a year them. in retrospect. Okay, and then we have some some live tape from new york comic new york comic con so back way back when when i convinced you <laughs> to start into this journey what was going through your mind do you do you remember what what was what what were you getting yourself into i really don't think i had any idea what i was getting myself into i think i was very much thinking this will be something that's fun and it's and not. <laughs> no, no, no. It is. Like, this will be something that's fun. And as we're both sitting here on our X Men t shirts, drinking out of our ex wife podcast coffee mugs. Yeah. I don't think I, I knew quite how much it would grow or become like such a big part of our lives. But I'm not upset by that in any means. Like, right. I just was, was unsure of where it was going to go and what it was going to be like. And now. It's so it's so many things like it's it's um it has grown as a podcast it has grown as an Instagram page it has grown my love for cosplay we have so many new friends I don't think I could have ever anticipated it being 
what it is within a year's time, within right. six months' time of what happened. Yeah. What about you? What was going through your mind? When we started? Yeah. I was, honestly, I'm, I'm so glad that people actually care about yeah. what, what it is that we're doing or are interested. But at the end of the day, I'm just doing it because it's fun to do. Mm-hmm. And that had always been a thing. I wanted someone or other people to talk to about comics. And I feel like not only you, but also the people that we interact with on social media, the people yeah. that follow us, the, the people that ask questions and, and create conversations about these books. It's more than I ever anticipated in mm-hmm. terms of enjoyment. But at the end of the day, it's still just fun to do. And it's a thing that we can do together. And that's yes. awesome because we had been looking for something that we wanted to create or work on together. And this yeah. is Again, it's it's fueling into cosplay. It's fueling into action figures. It's fueling into yeah. all the things that we were already interested into, but now has an anchor point through my favorite comics franchise of all time. Of all time. Got some stats for you. Oh, snap. I love stats. I mean, first off, this is our 80th episode. Oh, we're getting close to 100. Yeah. I don't know. We might have to do something for that. <laughs> when, when I said that uh, it's our one-year anniversary... You're like, oh, we should we should like have guests and, and do a big thing. And I was like, yeah, it's, it's Saturday. Saturday. <laughs> it's on Saturday and no, it, it was is like currently on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. Tuesday. Um, Whoops. Yep. We have downloads in all 50 states. Wow, really? I think it was at the end of our season two where there were a couple that were was like, hey, if you got friends in these states, let them know. And y'all did. That's amazing. Y'all let them know. I mean, it might just be one or two here and there. But that's, I don't care. That's still that's I'm on, a feat. I'm on Podbean looking at that map and it's all colored in. That's so cool. It's so cool. Thanks for being a representative of a podcast listener in all 50 states. Right. I think that's, that's crazy that... You know, I don't I don't know people in all 50 states. I barely know people in seven states. <laughs> our biggest, who's who's our, our most downloads? Top three, top three states. California. California, yep. Rhode Island. Oh, yeah. Even got like, it in order. There was like a random Texas. Ooh, Texas dropped down to number five. Ooh, okay. I, uh, Massachusetts? No, we were there last weekend. <laughs> New York? Yes. Pop, pop. So California, Rhode Island, New York. That's top three. Or top three. number yep. one, number yep. two, number three. Top countries. The U.S., obviously. U.K. Cool. Number two, Canada. Australia. Wow. Argentina. What? Brazil. Wow. Philippines, Spain, and France. Wow. Yeah. And, and just, it's all over the world. And that's so crazy to me. That's so cool. I, I would love to, you know, we respond to messages when people send us messages yeah, on email send us messages. when they send us messages on on twitter or instagram we love talking about comics we love just nerding yeah. out so yeah. we'd love to hear from you we would love it so i want to talk a little bit about your transformation into a comic reader because i i succeeded my elaborate you, you plan did. i think the, like for year two we might need to have a new slogan for our I, podcast dylan said that <laughs> two or three months in like i think like, I, I think, think you need, need to, to change that yeah i think it was the first time that we guessed it on house of x which is something else to reference we've guessed it on a number of other uh, podcasts yeah. uh, we have been interviewed and and been on other things and I, every time we tell that to one of our parents they're like what what who wants to interview it's you interesting guys interesting because they find they're like wait well, our nerdy children are somehow cool yeah in nerd world only yeah <laughs> so we talked a little bit about that agreement to do the podcast yes and if you listen back to the opening episode and just the intro of just 
who doesn't want to read the comics doesn't and that was a specific point that that you wanted to make sure was in there and you wanted to say and then i will never forget that picture that i took of you reading deep into house of x and powers of 10 the hardcover yeah and just pouring over it and then don't even get me started about the murder board yeah what has happened what has become of me yeah that that kind of took a turn uh maybe he's some worrisome (laughs) but to read all of house of x and powers 10 that could have been the end of that but then you read you've read everything that has been published in the krakoan age yeah everything that is x related that has been published in the past just over two years now that's crazy and it's it's interesting because to go from I will never read a comic to I've read I've read two years worth of comics all that content you know there's a there's a couple of months off because of the COVID shutdown mm-hmm. but I want to talk uh, so I have and you can think about this while I, I talk a little bit okay do you have a list of favorite mutants that you have learned of throughout the year if you could find maybe ten if that's too many maybe five. I recently made a list of my my current top 10 favorite mutants. Hold on, let me get a piece of paper really quick. All right, you talk while I write my list. Well, do you want me to tell... So I can tell you my top 10, but then the next part, I I have four characters that I just wanted to say their names and have you react Mm -hmm. to them. (laughs) Okay. Charles Xavier. Ugh. Go away. Charles. When is someone gonna kill him? Keep him dead. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe Emma. Bye. Cyclops. Like I just don't. I'm sorry, but I still don't see the appeal. Someone's got to tell me why he's so amazing. It's not that he's so amazing. It's just that he's not the dweeb that he's portrayed as in the movies. Okay. I, I, he's never been my favorite X Men. He's not on my list of top ten. I'm not trying to say he's got to be on your list. He's just, you know, he's the guy that's been around leading them. And mm-hmm. so Cyclops, I don't understand the. the it's appeal. just like he, it, I don't understand the hype, maybe, or I just feel like he doesn't. I was actually thinking about this this morning, and it's not so much that which I is, don't. Which is great in and of itself. Right. It's not so much that I don't like him. It's just that, and I don't. I'm going to say this because it's the first word that popped into my head, but I know it's not an accurate saying. So like, please don't come at me, but he feels like insignificant Hmm. in the Krakoan era. Like, yes, he is a captain, but of all the things and like all the people who are doing stuff and making stuff happen, like he doesn't seem like a figurehead character to me in this era. So I haven't really gotten a chance to be emotionally or mentally invested in him. All right. There you go. There you, have there, it. there you go. There you go. Emma Frost. <laughs> Emma, Emma, get it, get it. Emma, Emma Frost. My queen. She is, I can, I'm peeking at your list. Don't look at my list. <laughs> she is number one on the top 10. These are not necessarily in order. They're just like the first names that come to me. Like This is the order in which the names are coming to me. All right. All right. All right. Kate Pride. I love her. I love her. She's so strong and just like coming into her own. Like I said, I don't really know much about her as Kitty, but just the transformation alone from going from Kitty to Kate, taking ownership of. I mean, you know a little bit about Kitty. We've done the the Claremont episodes. Yes. I just, I think she's great. I think she's sassy. I think she's spunky. And 
I really love cosplaying her because I feel like, you know, I always love looking at a cosplayer when I can say, wow, that cosplayer looks so much like that character. And I feel like Kate is one of those for me. Mm. Like, I feel like I look like her. Exude pride. I exude her. Oh, I like that. Mm. Well, those are the four that I thought of. Okay. You have four names on your list. Yeah, but just give me like two seconds and then I'll tell you all my names. My ten. Hold on. Okay, are you ready for this list? I'm ready for your list. These are, let's say, the ten mutants in no particular order, but I'll start from the bottom and go up because the bottom is like the last to have come to my mind. The top is the first to come to my mind. So the ten mutants that have really stuck out to me in the last year of Mm -hmm. reading and all of that. Number 10, Polaris. Number nine. I just want to call out, so she was... She was because of the gifted. She was Because of the gifted, she was your favorite going in, Mm -hmm. which I think is interesting. Number nine, Bishop. Ooh. I didn't think you would get that one. I thought you'd be surprised by that one. Number eight, Gabby. Oh, nice. I love Gabby. I do too, especially in X-Men Red. Yeah, I'm all about Gabby. Number seven. Rachel. Rachel Summers, yeah. I love Rachel Summers. Huh. I was s- honestly surprised she did not make my top 10, but really? she was on my top 10 previously. Yeah. Uh, number six, Magneto, because mm. of course. he just has to stay on the list. Number five, Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Mr. Sinister. Number four, Danny Moonstar for president. There you go. Number three is Storm. Number two is Kate. And number one is Emma. Boom. A lot of strong mutant women. Yeah. That's great. That's a great list. What's yours? I'm going to start from the bottom and go up to okay. This is loosely in order, and it's a mixture of my all-time favorites, but with some influence from the current books, which I feel like is why Rachel is not on this list anymore. And mm. she used to be, if I was drafting a dream team, she was usually the the telepath. The And then I just really like her as a character I'm but ready. she's I'm, not on I'm this list i'm excited and i'm ready to hear this list number 10 iska the unbeaten oh yeah okay number nine cora the uh, burning yeah. heart once you said iska i was like if cora's not on the list we have riot. problems we riot number eight sink mm. ever thomas number seven wolverine either one both all, all, all of, of the above all the claws just give me all the claws the whole wolverine fam i'm not picky i like them all what number am I on now? Six. <laughs> number six, Danny Moonstar. Danny Moonstar for president. For president of Krakoa. Number five, Emma Frost. Wow. Yeah, Emma no, Emma's Frost. really, Emma really has come up in this last I year and a half, love two years. Her so much. Okay. Number, number four. four, Kate Bride. Ooh. Number three, Magneto. Mag, Maggie Mags. Number two, Storm. <laughs> And number one, he can't be dethroned. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. He's always going to be there, even though he didn't really have too much he to do. He almost went on my list just solely for bamfing a sun or a whatever. Moon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Crazy. Now, I want to loosely look at what we've done in the past year. Okay. Do you have any highlights? Anything that you really enjoyed as a story or that you would like to revisit further? I know Age of Apocalypse is on that Age list. Age of Apocalypse is one of those things. 
Um, highlights, God Loves, Man Kills. Mm. Um, that's something that really stuck with me. Through this version of Excalibur and how much I like Kate, I sometimes think about Excalibur, like mm-hmm. the original Excalibur run. You did um, read the one issue when we guessed it on Oh Gosh, Oh Golly, Oh Wow. Yes, I did. The Cross Time Caper. I mean, I really love the like the Cable episode and the Psylocke episode, and I would love more information, like more past, just like bulk information on specific characters, like because I love Emma so much, but I don't know a lot about her history. I would love to get more information on Emma and... I still want someone to just tell me why Cyclops is great. Um, Because he was right. Okay, but I still don't know what that means. (laughs) So maybe if I knew what that meant, I would feel differently. Yeah. Um, Maybe if you read Avengers vs. X-Men. You just outed me. You just outed me to all the book club people that I didn't actually read that. I mean, I binged it in an afternoon. Yeah, I I don't know. I was rushing to join. Honestly. And had not read it previously. I do... I do really love that I'm reading the comics. I do miss going back and learning about old comics. And mm-hmm. so I would like to get back into that a little bit um, just because it feels... Foundational. Yeah. Like I have a sturdier foundation for things going forward. And I know what people are talking about when they're referencing other things. But as far as like stories that really stuck out to me, God Loves Man Kills, Age of Apocalypse. Those are the top, the top ones. Those are good stories. God loves man kills. That's that's peak Claremont mm-hmm. in terms of you know you want an idea of what it is that he's going for. That's it. I remember I gave that the graphic novel to Juan to borrow. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Well, what else is there now?" <laughs> like, Give me well, more. Yeah. All right. So we started with House of X and Powers of Ten. Yes. Is that still? Do you still think that that was a good place to start in terms of confusion? In terms of, I, I know we've had a uh back and forth conversation about the other seminal moments and how none of the other <laughs> ones or not really they're actually seminal really lived up to what it was in your mind of a seminal moment i do feel like it was still the best place for us to start because of the fact that it kicked off what is now the current era of comics and mm-hmm. it led to where we're where we are now with me reading them regularly and and i would so a caveat to this if you are a brand new reader who has never read X-Men and isn't listening to the past episodes, that might be a hard place to start because of all the things that are going on and all of the back matter that's being referenced. Yeah, but I don't know, like, think you saying that, then I'm like, well, then where do you start? Because then my mind goes to, well, you should read Claremont stuff, but You'd be reading for like six years before you got to anything. But that's why we we did not read. I didn't have you read the entire Claremont run right. like I did. Right. I picked and chose key moments that were really favorites of mine, but also that set a foundation for the Dawn of X titles. Yes, but I do. I I do still feel like Hoxpox was the place to start for me. Place to start. X Men number one was our first of the seminal moments series. The dumbest issue. Who are the original five X-Men? Oh, my God. You're testing me? How dare you? I am. There Marvel are. girl. Yep. Beast, but he's not blue. Yep. Angel, Iceman, and Cyclops. Wow. No second guesses. Play the tape of the original <laughs> guesses 
from our issue number one of X-Men from 1963. Who were, who were the original five X-Men? Oh, crackers. Um, okay. The original five X-Men, not counting Xavier, like right. the he's, original he's, he's the team. teacher. He's the... Okay, Storm. Nope. No? I quit. <laughs> I've uh, apparently I'm terrible. Okay, wait. Love redo, redo. Scratch it from the record. Cyclops. Yeah. Colossus. Nope. Cyclops. <laughs> still, still correct. Oh, you wanted me to edit that Wolverine? out. No, no. Nope. Wol- not Wolverine. Nope. Okay, Jean Grey. Yes. Okay, Cyclops. Jean Grey. Yep. Beast. Yep. Cyclops. Nightcrawler? No. Nope. No. I knew that was wrong when I said it. I'm secretly right now looking around the room for um a team of action figures to give me a clue. You're there's, shaking your head. No it's not clues going to happen. That are gonna help you okay. You have what? Cyclops, Gene, Beast. Yep. Oh. Gambit and Rogue? Failure. <laughs> All right. So our, our next seminal moment, Giant Size X-Men number one from 1975. Yes. Who was the giant size team? Oh my god, this is messed up. Okay, <laughs> I was. Not, this is not fair. Okay, so how many is it? Tell me the number. Is it five? Well, it's it's Cyclops nope. coming back. Okay, and then you have many fingers over there. Seven or eight. I'm, okay, I'm trying to figure. All it. right. So Cyclops, Colossus, Storm, Sunfire, mm-hmm. mutants all over the world. Tell me, can you remember this team? No. Um, they come from everywhere. Yep. Sugar, sugar, sugar. What you said Colossus. I said Colossus, Storm, Sunfire. I'm like trying to remember the cover. Nightcrawler. Yep. Wolverine. Yep. Wait, Colossus, Storm, Sunfire, Nightcrawler, Wolverine, Cyclops. You said there's seven. There's eight. There's eight, so including I'm Cyclops. Two. Um, I want to say it was like. Thunderbird. Yeah. And then he dies like instantly. Yeah, he dies in an issue shortly after Giant Size. There's one more. We saw him die in a retcon Wrangler. Him. That's all I got on that. <laughs> him, him, him. Uh, uh Green and yellow. Banshee. Yeah. I got that one with clues, but I did pretty good on the other ones. Thunderbird? Yeah, okay, yeah. come on. Thoughts on the, the Phoenix saga, the Dark Phoenix saga. So next I'm I'm putting it next, but it wasn't really actually, yes, it was. We we went into the Claremont run, the first round of episodes relative to the Claremont run, but that didn't include because that's that's the really first arc we started with days of future past which is one of my favorites yes and i very much enjoyed that that one as well thoughts on the dark phoenix saga or the phoenix saga i just i just remember that episode or that series of episodes being very eye-opening and you know made me appreciate so much more the vastness of that story and Mm -hmm. how poorly it's been represented going forward that was the goal so that's what i that's my takeaway from that great and also you know that and x-men red make me want gene to be in a more forefront position which she is now she is now and there are times that she is throughout history Mm -hmm. there are other highlights that we could talk about throughout the claremont run but 
We won't focus on that right now. Oh, actually, who's your favorite of the new mutants team? I think you the have Dane already answer. yeah, you answered that. <laughs> and what about Excalibur? I think you've answered that as well. I did. Of the current Excalibur no, team? The no. original Excalibur team. I get a bride. Yeah. X-Men number one, 1991. X-Men number one, 1991. Who are the two squads? Just what are Blue their... and gold. Blue and gold. Great, great. Can you tell me them? <laughs> That's That one's hard. That one's hard. We didn't really go into no, that. Yeah, I yeah, cannot yeah. tell you that. Can you tell me the leaders of them? Cyclops is the leader of one. Yep. Storm is the leader of the other. Yeah. Do you want me to tell you? Well... Because you didn't really, we didn't read any of the further issues. There was like. We only even read one of the. No, I I don't remember. Go ahead. Tell me the teams. Cyclops, Gambit, Rogue, Beast, Wolverine, Wolverine. Psylocke, sometimes Jubilee, and Storm, Archangel, Colossus, Iceman, Jean Grey, and then eventually Bishop. The better of the two teams. Uh, I don't know. It's hard. That's a hard question. Okay. Who causes the Age of Apocalypse? Legion. Yeah. New X-Men, number 114, 2001, by Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. Who's the big bad? New X-Men. Magneto. No. No. That's X-Men number one? Yep. Dang it. New X-Men. Wild Sentinels. Oh, Cassandra Nova. Who's on that team? The new X-Men team. <laughs> it's a classic team. Okay, if it's a classic team, I'm going to say Wolverine, Colossus, Nightcrawler, Storm, nope, Cyclops. No, 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 no. <laughs> cut it. Cut it. Get it out of here. Get it out of here. Cyclops, Wolverine, Jean Grey, Beast, and then eventually Emma Frost. Emma Frost. Once she's saved from Genosha. And then after all that, we got back. Oh, yeah. We got back to the Dawn of X. So those six... Original titles. Yes. Thinking back then, I think when we did our our wave one, you know, volumes one through six. Yes. We talked about X-Men last, Mm -hmm. which you had kind of back and forth feelings of, was it X-Men or was it Marauders? Obviously, it was Marauders. Yeah. (sighs) Do you have, thinking of the full run of those titles, a favorite other than Marauders? Obviously, Marauders is your favorite. New Mutants. New Mutants. I think so. Of the entire run, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, because I would argue that it was really just the you space story. You want me to remember the, what the first issue was? Well, the- I got some teams right, okay? <laughs> I guess Legion, no problem. Thunderbird, yes, okay? Don't yeah, yeah, stop yeah. it. I'm not going to stop it. <laughs> the second wave of titles. Wolverine, Cable, X-Factor, Hellions. You have a favorite of those four? Hellions. Oh, yeah. Good. I want to talk about (laughs) your first modern crossover event. Ten of Swords. Ten of Swords. (laughs) Just when I say Ten of Swords, what do you think? Ouch, my brain sees how many data pages do you really need? Yes, 100%. (laughs) What did you call it? What did you call the, the... We never ended up doing an episode about Ten of Swords, but you called the tournaments something very particular that made me laugh i don't remember little brother games oh little brother games where it's just your brother because, messing with you because honestly f you saturnine the rules are this way oh i changed them 
for this round. If you die, you lose. You die, you win. Like, get out of here. Get out of here. Little brother games. I'm not touching you. And then the Reign of X, the binge that you just finished that we just released on Patreon. On Patreon, you can hear the whole 55 comic journey. That was, and, and I feel like you reacted to that after the fact. Talking about it as you read it helped you keep them as separate stories. Which, yes. Which is good because. Instead of the first binge I did where they all became one story. Just, just mush. Which it is, it is generally one story, but trying to pinpoint where something happens is yes. not the easiest thing in the world. Correct. Hellfire Gala. Hellfire Gala. The thing that brought you into the modern comics. Yes. And then your X-Men team. My X-Men team. Who's on your X-Men team? Oh, no. This is bad. Who's on my X-Men team? Can't remember. Cyclops, Jean, Polaris, Sink, Wolverine, Sunfire. What am I missing? Sugar. Oh, Rogue. Yeah. I knew that. I just... Those are all the big things that I, I had. I mean... We're going to play our Comic-Con Comic-Con audio now. Yeah. And just kind of talk about that experience. Well, before we do that, like, you know, you have all these questions prepared for me, which I always appreciate because you're so on top of everything. But, you know, how do you feel? How do you feel in succeeding in getting me into comics? Do you ever regret it? No. No, not at all. And... Uh, I think it is fun to be able to talk about and especially knowing how you like to dive into narrative stories and we like to binge TV Mm -hmm. shows and and really dive into a world. I feel like comics allows more of a segmented conversation so we can we can talk about specific issues, talk about specific points that are happening as they're happening and really think about what's going on in those titles and those stories. Do you have both a favorite and a least favorite um, like realization or thing that I have latched onto now that I am deep in it? Like a moment when you were like, yes, I'm so happy Alicia did this. And a moment where you're like, oh, God, Alicia, you're doing this. I I convinced you too fast and too soon on charles yeah and i i'm still i agree that he is a a cottonhead and any muggins yeah that's great (laughs) and i think that i was not prepared for how much you were going to love emma and even said to michelle waffle that well it looks like i'm going to be doing the dark phoenix sooner than i had anticipated (laughs) because you want more emma content so i need emma in my life yeah I do appreciate how much of a, a major player she is in the Dawn of X. It's really putting her on the map for me personally. Mm-hmm. I think that you would also, in addition to Age of Apocalypse and God Loves Man Kills, I think you would enjoy the new X-Men run because she is a major player on the X-Men team, maybe even also the Astonishing X-Men run. Yeah, I really want to read her being in charge of a school. Yeah. Oh, even Generation X might be mm-hmm. something to check out. Even even the classic stuff when she's the headmistress of the Massachusetts Academy. Yeah, like all these things. I need to know. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to play our Comic-Con audio yep. recordings. Well, we made it. We are in New York City. We are in our hotel room. We are looking at the skyline through our window. In our teeny 
tiny, tiny room. Hey, New York chic room. Listen, we don't have to take a bus to get to Comic-Con, and we don't have to walk 40 minutes. It so is a... Eight, it's a bed. It's a 10-minute walk to New York Comic-Con, so we're good. We're it's good. It's good. It's a bed. We're here for it. We're ready. My wigs are out. My girls are prepping. My costumes are chilling. Yeah. And we're ready. We're ready to do it. We'll see you tomorrow, New York Comic Con. Pop, pop. All right, so we're here. We've been here for hours. We've, we've been here day and one. We've been talking about how we, we had all these thoughts that we were going to record, but then we've just been enjoying ourselves. Yeah, and we've been roaming. Uh, I am in search of a of an X-Men hat, and I haven't found one yet. Unsuccessful. Um, some Emma Frost art, which I still haven't secured, but we got some Lego cuties, and we had a chat with Chris Claremont, and we hung out with Power of X-Men, and Musings Podcast, so that's dope, and we're going to hang out with them again later. Um, There's some great cosplayers, you can check out photos of them that'll go up on our Instagram. Uh, Probably most of those photos will be in our story. Who knows? And maybe we'll post them. Um, overall, day one is going well. We're just taking a little sick. Our feet hurt. Our feet hurt. And we're in a random hallway with some chairs. Yeah. Everybody loves that my mutton chaps are on top of my mask. Yeah, because it's freaking dope. Yeah, it is. And my Emma costume has been a hit so far. Fly as hell. It's, it's the first time that we have both cosplayed that... She keeps on getting the requests for photos, and I have to stand there awkwardly. Um, look at this right now. Whoa. That's amazing. It is Doom 2099. That's amazing. That's dope. Props to you, sir. Oh, my God. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Pause this podcasting. We have to get a photo. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. No. That's even better. Even better. It's a real. Oh, we're back. But we're back in our hotel room. Yeah. And we're glad to be back in our hotel room. As much fun as that was, it was exhausting. Yeah, walking around in costumes is exhausting. I am currently sitting, uh, laying down with my feet up along the wall as to give them a little love from walking in heels. Luckily, my day two costume is not heels, and I was strategic in choosing it to be that way. Yeah, my, uh... My shoes that I wore have these old insoles that were very painful. But we had a lot of fun and we got a lot of pictures and a lot of people took pictures of us. A lot of people took pictures of Alicia. Yeah, yeah. But now you know how that feels. I do. To be the one who's not being requested to be in a photo. Um, You know, day one... This is what I've got to say. It was fun to be around people. It was fun to have the experience. I was looking for an X-Men hat, uh, like my Captain America hat, and I didn't find one anywhere, which was kind of disappointing. I am looking for an Emma Frost piece of art that makes Emma look like a baddie, but doesn't necessarily make her look like a pinup, which I'm also having trouble finding. Um... And just the the thing I'm really missing is the panels and the experiences. You know, like, there's not a lot of... There's not an official Marvel presence, so there's not a lot of things to do other than walk around. Yeah, there's some things, but they're 
we were like kind of interested in them when we looked through the list and then we're like eh maybe we could just double down on that tomorrow and make sure we go to one of the ones that we're kind of interested in yes but today we were focused mostly on scoping everything out taking photos um hanging with some podcast friends and I entered a cosplay contest, photo shoot contest, where uh, they a photographer takes pictures of you and you're entered in to potentially be on the cover of their cosplay magazine or their, it's like a maker's magazine. So I don't know, my costume doesn't have a lot of uh, like foam work or anything like that, but Maybe Justin tomorrow, tomorrow for your pyro costume you should enter. Oh. Because even though I made it, not you, there's a lot of good foam detailing work in that one. So who knows? Who knows? Um, but yeah, we did it. Day one was a great success. My dogs are barking. My dogs are barking. And, uh,. Well, we'll we'll keep you posted on day two, and maybe anything else we can think of later tonight. Peace out, y'all. Peace. What's up, everybody? Hey, hey. We're coming at you from Comic Con day two. Our day two, their day three. Yeah, our day two. We're sitting, eating some ice cream. Some fake Dippin' Dots. Mini melts. Um, just kind of recapping the day. The day started with, like, the cosplay not going quite as well as as we had hoped. I feel like not as many people were in, ex- as excited about Justin's pyro costume as I was. But, but the people that were, were very excited. Yeah. A lot of people... A lot of people said that this was their first pyro they've ever seen at a con. And they're really excited about that. Um, we got to meet and have the writer of Something's Killing the Children sign our books. That was cool. He's super nice, super gracious, and loved our cosplays. What's his first name? James Tinian. James Tinian. Yeah. The fourth. That was awesome. And well, yesterday we saw Chris Claremont. He was not super happy. He was a little cranky about current comics. Um, But today, so that being said, today I was uh, a little afraid to see him again in my Kate costume because it's very much a current comics costume. But um, he was walking around Artist Alley. It wasn't at his table. And he saw us, and he looked at me, and he said, Oh, yes, I need to get a selfie with you. And that was, you know, day-making, life-changing. It'd be cool if we see that on his Instagram in a little bit. That would be so cool. And then he turned around, which we have a photo of, which is pretty great. (laughs) And he looked at Justin, and he said, Who are you? And I said, Pyro. And he said... Didn't even, I kill you? Like, even his handler said, that's, that's Pyro. You know who that is. That's Pyro. <laughs> Aren't you dead? Didn't I kill you years ago? Yes. Um, got some really great art. Splurged on some metal prints. Some X-Men team metal prints. 
and got this really dope like image of Magneto. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, David Nakayama cover image of X Men ninety two number one. Yeah. Mm hmm. So now we're sitting, waiting ice cream, giving our feetsies a break, trying to decide. Oh, we saw Mutant Musings today again. The podcast. Uh, they're awesome. I've been having some fun with them. And now we're just chilling and we might go to a panel or we might go back to the hotel. We really haven't decided yet. Yeah. We're going to see where our energy takes us. But... No promises. Day two, definitely going outside and hanging out with other cosplayers. We got some really great photos. We saw oh, Bishop. Yeah. We saw Storm. Mystique. Mystique. We're so close to having Bishop and Storm together in a photo with us, which would have been, like, the full, without minus Iceman, like, yeah. a full Marauders team, which would have been pretty dope. But we still got some good shots. And we, again, are still missing, you know, the official Marvel presence. But we're having a really good time. A lot of people, more so than I thought, recognize Captain Kate and are excited and I'm pretty excited that I did the detailing of the Killshaw temporary tattoos on my hands because that's been a fun little Easter egg for some folks, too. Overall, so far, day two has been a success. Big success. Great success. Great success. All right, friends. On the road. On the road. Backyard Island. After some bumps. Ah, uh, yeah, this morning. Don't mention it. Don't mention it. <laughs> well, you did. I know. I was telling myself. X-Men 
cosplayers and not a lot of villain cosplays. We, at the end of the day, ran into a couple of X-Men, yeah. and they were super excited to add a pyro into a, a 2v2 battle shot. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It was like pyro and Magneto, the Gambit, and Cyclops. Who so, do you think wins in that fight? Pyro and Magneto. Absolutely. For sure. Um, yeah, so we were talking to Justin. was like, oh, I definitely want to do a Magneto. Yes. Why don't you tell everybody what you suggested I should be when... I said, what would I be with your Magneto? Charles. Charles. Primarily just for the reaction that I then got afterwards. Charles. Which was well worth whatever disdain I get from it. And then I also said, well, maybe I'll just make a Cerebro helmet and I'll just be Emma with a Cerebro helmet. That's fine. Emma and Magneto works. Emma and Magneto. But then we also talked about Mystique. Mystique and Pyro. Mystique and Pyro. Mystique and Magneto. Mystique and Sabretooth. Sabretooth would be, like, a really good costume, but you would have to be, like, it, it would involve a lot of fur. Yeah. So you would be very warm. Yeah. Like, very warm. So maybe 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 Sabretooth is not on my list <laughs> thus far. Unless we go to, like, a January con. Yeah, but even still, all those people. Yeah, a lot. Um, and then, what else? Was there anyone else that we were saying? Um, oh, well, I was saying I wanted to do, like, Kitty. Like, X-Men 2 Kitty. Yeah, and then we were talking about me being sinister. Oh, yes. And you said, who would I be if you were sinister? And I said, well, Gene kind of makes sense. And I said, never Gene. Never Gene. It's not, it's just, Gene's not, she's not my girl. I. Here's my thing about Gene. She, I feel like it's interesting because she's a fictional character, so other people, like many people, write her. But there's something about her that feels like if she was a real person, right? She would have all this trauma or conditioning from the way in which she was originally written, sort of just be like second, third fiddle to all the men. And I feel like she generally holds herself back or doesn't own her strength and her power as much as she should or I think she should because she's like I don't know like uh, censoring herself for the men in the room. Uh, so I definitely get that in the original 1963 run but I feel like Claremont through the Phoenix was intentionally getting her away from that. No I agree. And I don't really know that she's gone back to that in anything other than the animated show, sure, she faints all the time and is very much so in the background, uh, and, and there is the concern that, you know, is she still connected to the Phoenix, and if she goes full power, is that going to come back? Yeah, there's this shot in King and Black where it is very much so, oh yeah, the Omega is in the house. Well, yeah, and that's, like, I like that about her. Like, I want her to just be the Omega all the time. Can't be the Omega all the time. Why? Kid Omega thinks he can't. Well, look what happens to him. He dies all the time. And Um, it's annoying. Wait, okay, but I do want to talk about, because you were talking about Phoenix. So, uh, we did end up going to a panel. I know the last time we were recording, we were like, do we go, do we not go to a panel? So, we we ended up going to the Chris Claremont panel, and, um... Justin asked a question, which we will probably do something with the response to that question. 
But someone else asked, you know, Claremont about, this person was like, I'm a purist when it comes to Claremont stories. and In other media. In other media. And it's funny because Chris laughed and he was like, oh, I'm so sorry for you. Um, but the person asked, you know, what what is your biggest letdown as far as your stories translated in other media? And, you know, Chris started talking. He, he was like, we don't have enough time for all of this. And then he started talking about X3. And he had done this, something similar to this, which it was not this story. It was a completely different story. But Justin and I had been, the first time we met him, the person in front of us had asked a question similar to this. And he, like, rewrote the end of the Phoenix, like, Dark Phoenix. He, like, the last stand. Yeah, he rewrote the last stand, like, while we were standing here. So this time around, he was talking about, like, the end of Days of Future's Past. And he was imagining that, like, when Logan came back and... Gene walked in, and he's like, Gene, and then Cyclops walked in, that Gene would get this, like, flash of all the lives that, or all the experiences that Logan had that they were not privy to because their universe was different because of Days of Future Past, and so she would see herself as Phoenix, and then that Sophie, what's her last name, do you know? Sophie Turner was then. Yeah, Sophie Turner, who was, like, plays Gene in the other movies, would be actually Rachel, and she would be their daughter, and they would introduce Logan to their daughter, like, oh, this is our daughter, Rachel, and then basically, like, Jean would have this nightmare about the Phoenix, and then the Phoenix would escape from her, and then make its way to Rachel, and start to encompass Rachel, and then, what else was he saying? Because he was saying that would be the end of Days of Future Past, but then, and then he was talking about Basically, oh, that, that would, that would be, like, the beginning of, like, a trilogy that then, like, Apocalypse would be involved and Apocalypse would want to steal Gene's body instead of Xavier's body. And in that moment is when, like, Rachel would, like, fully become the Phoenix and, like, take down Apocalypse. And It was good. It was really good. It was better than the movies that followed Days of Future Past. What was it? What did he say? I can't remember what was the third movie because, like, that was the second movie. And then... I think then it was the actual Dark Phoenix. Right, because then he was like... And and then, and with, the, with the Shi'ar involved. Yeah, oh, yeah, and he went off on, like, how the Shi'ar were involved. And, like, Rachel, like, ate something, and it was, like, a Shi'ar boy. star. Yeah. Like, like Gene does in Dark Phoenix. And it really... He then went into the details of the, the movie franchises and how one was being bought at a certain time and mm. in reshoots and... You know, it, it's the fact that The Dark Phoenix was a terrible movie, and we all know this, <laughs> and there are things about that and the timing of it and the need for reshoots and the desire to reshoot a movie that you're maybe not going to see released because well, the I company did, is going to get bought by another company. What I didn't know from that conversation, like what he was saying, was that basically what he said, and, and maybe y'all know this, and Justin, I don't know if you knew this already, but that basically Kevin Feige took this character that was developed that was another version of Carol Danvers, and he basically made her into Captain Marvel with what would have been, like, the Phoenix's powers. Binary. Yeah, okay. That's what the character is, binary, yeah. And, like, so, like... It's still Carol. It's just another section of her story. But that... 
they basically had essentially the last third act of the movie was the same in both instances. And there was... And so that's why the Phoenix movie had to be re-shot. And it was that, but it was also... It was that, but it was also the fact that I believe, and what I've heard previously, was that the Dark Phoenix was going to use scrolls. And so they didn't want that to happen. Well, I don't know how they... A, why you would think that you could. B, why that would make sense. And, And C, they then last minute changed it to the Dabari, which are the asparagus people, but really not, because they're the shapeshifter, take over your body snatchers, so kind of a scroll, but under a different name. And that back and forth confusion of just, we don't know what this movie's doing in the end, made it suck. Except for that train fight scene. It's the only good part of the movie. But then, yeah, those those are the, what ended up being in the Dark Phoenix movie is what I said, like, this should be the family, right? That's when we were watching it, and I was like, what is this entity? Is this the balance? This should be the balance. Yeah. But anyway, so that so I'm glad we went to that panel. It gave us that the cool like panel experience. We got to meet another person from the House of X Facebook group. Um, Steven. Yeah, and it was really awesome too because so the moderator like called out Justin's costume and he was like, "Oh, Pyro, stand up!" And then like Stephen was sitting like a couple rows in front of us, and he was like, "And Kate." And Kate. And, like, at first I was like, I don't want to stand up because the moderator didn't tell me to stand up. And then I, like, kind of stood up and then the moderator didn't really know who I was. And it got awkward for, like, a moment. But then, whatever. It was awesome. Uh, yeah. So, that was, that was how our con ended. And then we walked, we walked back. But new cosplays, that's our thought. What could they be? I don't know. What do you think we should play? Yeah, what do you all think we should be for our next? Send it to us. Send us a DM at the XWest Podcast on Instagram or Facebook or email us, the XWest Podcast at gmail.com. Because you didn't know .com was the end of Gmail, so I had to say it. Uh, yeah, I think, well, is this, is this, does this officially conclude our... Comic-Con coverage. Wow, that was fun. New York Comic-Con. That was great. And, and then, you know... brainstorms for future. Right. I'm excited about more cosplay. Mm-hmm. But what I'm also excited about is how do you celebrate one year of podcasting on X-Men? You go see Venom. You go see Venom. Yay! Yeah. So we're doing it. We're going to go see Venom. Let there be carnage. Cheers to that. So until next time, old friend. Charles, it's an annual. (laughs) Thanks so much for joining us today on the Ex-Wife Podcast. Be sure to leave us a review and tell your friends. The Ex-Wife Podcast is produced in Providence, Rhode Island by Alicia and Justin. Our music is by Quan. 